Grace is, uh, as I hope we'll see, is, is a spiritual entity from God that is manifested physically in a lot of ways. And one way, one great example I can give you right off the bat is that uh, December 27th, Jane and I uh, celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Now I'm going to tell you, if, if she can put up with me 50 plus years, that's grace. <laughs> I guarantee you that I'm not kidding. Uh, but I am, I am thankful and grateful to be here. I, uh, well, there's one other little grace, gracious uh, example I'll give you. And um, in my work over the years and dealing with people and stuff, uh, and we'd have our little crew back there filling prescriptions and doing all those things. And occasionally, rarely, occasionally, someone would come up to us and say, well, we really appreciate you, you know, your goodness to us and taking care of us and so forth. And my response would usually be, well, as long as we're on our medicine, we do pretty good. <laughs> That's That's great. Well, uh, on your sheet there, and this is just sort of a little something to refer back and forth to and uh, uh, three words there to pay attention to and then we'll dig in a little deeper but the first one charis or, or charis depending on how you want to say it uh, is uh, listed about 170 times in, in the Bible you, you might think it would have been more but it's about 170 times in the Bible and um, um, that particular word, and it is a graciousness of manner, and it's um, especially, now this is one definition that I really like when I look these things up, especially of divine influence on the heart and its reflection in life, favor and the gift. Uh, how it comes to us is uh, through divine influence on our hearts. First Corinthians 15 10, but by great by the grace of God I am what I am, Paul says. And the ams there are uh, a root word meaning am and are and as we'll see they mean to endure and stand and be and exist. I am what I am by and uh, His grace, which uh, was bestowed, is is a, is a, in italics, but uh, to or upon me, not in vain. Paul says it wasn't. He God didn't hand this, deliver this to me in in vain. But I labored. I worked harder than all of them. He says, I but I more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Second Corinthians 6, 1, we then as workers together, and you'll start to notice the association of some of these other aspects and attributes <coughs> to grace as we go along. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Think about it. But 
Then in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. For my strength, another association, is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That's hard to do, it. Glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There's an association with power and grace. Now, uh, uh, charisma or, or charisma, maybe we say it sometimes, is, is defined as a divine uh, gratuity, as uh, a deliverance and an endowment. Remember that word, endowment. That's something that, um, you know, you hear it in financial terms a lot. But it's, in this case, I would call it a spiritual endowment and um, a free gift and it's a quality or ability passed on or inherited that's the definition I saw by someone a quality or, de or, de or uh, an ability passed on Romans 6.23 familiar passage uh, for the wages of sin is death but the gift and that's this word, charisma. Gift of God is age-lasting life. Uh, through or in, it's actually in there. In where? You know, Alan talked about these realms, spheres, in Christ. The E-I-S word, into. So where does this take place? In uh, in Christ Jesus, in, in Jesus Christ our Lord. First Peter four ten. Every man has received. Everyone has received the gift, um, and that's our endowment. Now he's got to look uh, in that First Peter and see exactly who he's talking to. But uh, even so, then, we are to minister one to another as God, as good stewards of the manifold or various grace of God. Minister it to each other. So it can be between God and man and between man and man. Now, the verb to grant this grace and these, these attributes as a favor or in kindness, pardon or rescue. Galatians 3.18 For if the inheritance be of the law, it's no more promise. But God gave or endowed to Abraham by or through promise. So, now I'm going to um, uh, kind of I'll tell you the scripture and then I'll read, read some of them, but and then some of them I'll kind of stop and let us look them up. But I want you to know that uh, in uh, is grace just a New Testament um, uh, entity? Well, no, of course not. First place I have seen it uh, as such is Noah found grace, and that term found grace is one used a, a great deal in the Old Testament. Noah found grace. 
from God he, uh, in God's eyes. And then uh, Jacob and Esau. Uh, the, I think it's in Genesis about 33 or 4 right in there when, when Esau caught up with Jacob, so to speak. And Jacob was concerned, but but uh, and he put all the women and children in front, and he was back. But anyhow, it's another story. But ultimately, it says that uh, Jacob, in his approach to Esau, said, uh, "If I have found grace in your eyes, Esau." And eventually, it 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 was an interchangeable thing with him, Esther. Esther in chapter 2 it says that the king loved Esther above all the women and she obtained grace and favor. So there, a lot of times I know there's an old standing definition of grace as unmerited favor. But here they're used together. She obtained grace and favor. So to to condense it down to that one little thing is, is a little bit uh, misrepresentative of it. So, and uh, now, so it's, there's a lot of time, maybe sometime we'll look at it in the Old Testament. Mostly now we're going to be in the New Testament. Then 1 Peter 4.10, it says, according um, as everyone, every man, everyone received, active received an act uh, the the gift even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold or various graces of God and now you can um, turn to Romans 1 if you want to we'll go and be in there just a bit so we're seeing maybe some progression here grace, power, faith as we'll see here in a minute and uh various attributes of grace. Now, Romans 1, 1 says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for or to the gospel of God, which he promised and beforehand through his prophets, uh, promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, verse 3, concerning or about the, his son who was descended from David according to the flesh, and verse 4, and was declared to be the Son of God, the Son of God, the only one begotten as a son when he began. In power, according to spirit, small s, spirit of holiness, not by, but out of, his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 5 in Romans 1. Through, through whom, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we received grace and apostleship to bring, what purpose? To bring about or into the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among the nations. And then verse 6, including you including you who are called to belong to Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. So, um, grace is received for a purpose. Now, Romans 5, slide over Romans 5, verse 1. 
says, therefore, because of all this above there and other things, therefore, since we have, having been justified, is the tense of the verb there, therefore, since we having been justified, the word is ek, out of faith, we have peace with, there's another association with grace. Grace, power, faith, peace. We have um, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 2, through Him we have also obtained access, obtained access by faith, by faith into uh, this grace in which we stand. And that word stand is from the root that Paul used when he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's are, it's exist, stand, it's endure. In his grace is where we stand by faith. And um, into the abyss of, of, of faith for the sake of his name of my whoops. Devil chapter, I'm sorry, on chapter 5. Through him we also have obtained by faith into this grace in which we stand, endure, and we rejoice, or in which we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now on down a little further in chapter 5 of Romans 15. But the free gift, charisma, the endowment, the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through the one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift, not this, this gift is not charisma, it's a different word, but free gift in the grace of the one man or person, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. Now, uh, we'll sort of say it another way in verse 16 of Romans 5. And this free gift is not like the one which came as a result or through that one man's sin, Adam. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift, charisma, Endowment, spiritual endowment, following many trespasses, brought justification. The grace through the Christ brings justification. And in verse 17 of Romans 5, For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace so there must be, if there's abundance, there can be lesser. So, you know, the Bible always, whatever the, whatever the positive is, there's negative and so forth. So the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in the Zoe life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So there again, pointing to the purpose, function of grace to ultimately... Uh, reign in the life through Jesus the Christ. In verse 18, 
Romans 5. Therefore, as one trespass through one, one transgression led to condemnation for everybody, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all mankind. So in now that this man Jesus has come, he is the conduit to us of grace and these other attributes that go along with it, grace, power, peace, endurance, and so forth. Now, so let me just say in 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks, that word thanks is charis, charis, be to God for his unspeakable, inexpressible gift. So we maybe have a tendency to capsule grace down a little bit, but the Bible says it's unspeakable. It's an unspeakable gift. Ephesians 3.7. Wherefore, or whereof, I, Paul, was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given or imparted to me or down to me the effectual working or energy of his power. Ephesians 3, 7 and 8 we're looking at. So he says, Paul says, I was made a minister according to this gift. And... Um, came down to me and for the effectual working of his power. There's that association of power again. Verse 8, unto me, Paul said, unto me who am less than the least of all the saints. But he said he outworked all of them. So, <laughs> unto me who am the least of all the saints is this grace, charis, given or imparted. Why? Just uh, well, you'll see. Why? He says that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of the Messiah. So this grace that Paul is, is uh, uh, explaining and, and, and gratifying in himself is for a purpose. And he says to preach among the Gentiles. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and he, God, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. For my power, there's an association with power and grace again. My power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will rather gladly boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may overshadow me. First Peter 1, you can flip to that one. First Peter 1. Verse 5, uh, and this is to the elect strangers. <coughs> elect strangers. Here it's talking about the chosen this morning. The elect. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith. Why? For a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Said another way, uh, um, Another translation said, The ones in the power of God being guarded through faith to a salvation ready to be revealed the last time. In um, 2 Timothy 1 8, 2 Timothy 1, there's, we can look there for a minute. 2 Timothy 1 8, 
says. So, because of all this, Paul says, then do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me, his prisoner, but suffer hardship with the gospel according to the power of God. Now, let me stop right here and say, uh, I'm a student just like you all are, except uh, of a lesser category, I'd say, but if you see something or hear something that you know scripturally that you need to correct us on now, raise your hand. We're, we're okay to do that. So here, 2 Timothy 1.8, Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me, his prisoner, but suffer hardship in, uh, with the gospel according to the power of God. In verse 9, God, the one having saved us, the one having saved us, and having called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. What is that, Mary? Showbread. Showbread. What is showbread? That's the word for showbread, folks. The bread of his presence. Exactly. And showing to his people God's purpose and plan. His intention is set before them in the form, the symbol of this showbread in the tabernacle and the temple and so forth. So he says, having saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace imparted to us in Christ Jesus. Before, and this is chronos, onios, it could be said before age times or before timed ages. Think about it. Timed ages. Blocks. That God knows what, you know, those that he set us. You know, God doesn't wear a watch. We do. He, he Establish time for us so we could block things up. Now, once again, 1 Corinthians 15 10, which uh, we started out with, says, But by the grace of God I am, I exist, I stand, I endure what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than all of them. Though it was not I, but the grace of God was that is with me. That's influence on the heart, isn't it? That's how grace works. So, as we said back in Romans 5 2, when we said, um, He, uh, uh, through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now, what I'm saying to you is that, that uh, having been born from above, having been saved, having had the encounter with the God of gods through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by Spirit, then to live this life and to please Him, and we, we, without faith it's impossible to please Him, and it says grace is accessed by faith, that's how we operate. And 100% of the time, right? Not me. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, not me. But that's the plan. That's the mechanism. That's the conduit. That's the way God wants us. That's what he provided for us, the way to, to live, to be, have the power, the endurance, the strength, to endure the things we have to endure. Now, uh, so, um, we looked at Ephesians 3, 7, and 8, and 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I said, my grace is sufficient for you, and, and it's associated with power, and 1 Peter uh, to the elect strangers, and 2 Timothy 1, 9, 8, 9, the ones having been, having been saved endure by grace. The grace in Christ Jesus. In that realm, in that sphere, that's in Christ Jesus. First Corinthians 15, 10, he says, I am what I am. In Romans 5, 2, you stand. Uh, look at First Peter 5, 12. I've got that written down, so uh, I didn't spell it out for myself, so... 1 Peter 5, 12. I think that's probably, uh, yeah. 1 Peter uh, 5, 12. By Silvanus, and some think maybe that's Silas, but the faithful brother unto you, as I suppose a reason, I have written briefly exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein you stand. Wherein God's people stand. In that enduring uh, attribute, grace. First Peter 5, 12 that was. Now John 8, 31, to give you some other places there, a couple of them where this word are, exist, am, stand, are used. Then John 8, 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are. You exist. You stand. You endure as my disciples indeed. Mark 4, 17. This is, of course, one of the parables. Mark 4, 17, one of the parables and this one's where the seed's on the stony ground. And uh, he says, uh, and have, and, and then seed uh, sprouts, and then um, since the stony ground have no root in themselves, or those sown, and so endure, but for a little while, a time. Endure is that same word. Uh, and afterward, when affliction and persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Luke 1, 18. This is uh, the account where uh, God, uh, the angel speaking to Zacharias about John the Baptist. And Zacharias said uh, to the angel, he said, uh, Whereby shall I know this? For I am. I exist. Uh, I am an old man. <laughs> And, and he said, uh, and my wife ain't no spring chicken either. <laughs> and uh, those are examples where that word is used, that same root word. So it's an endowment from above, an 
after I said a personal relationship has been established, then what we need from their own is, of course, faith. And through faith, we access the grace. And there are some other places, uh, running out of time, but there are some other places where it says that grace can kind of come and go, depending on how we faithfully uh, seek and administer to the throne of grace and so forth. But Ephesians, now, we'll get to Ephesians chapter 2. So, having said all that, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, um, even being dead in the trespasses that we mentioned before, God did make us to live together or be quickened with the Christ and the word by is in italics is not really there. Comma, by, or with the Christ, comma, grace you are, you endure, having been saved. That's the Young's literal translation. Verse 7, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. The end result then of, of living in this zone of grace if you will and power and and uh, endurance is uh, the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in verse uh, verse 8 Ephesians 2 8, that we've heard a million times now I've looked in different places and one of them is an interesting place. I, scripture 4 with the number 4 all. you ever looked on that site? Scripture letter or number 4 all. It's actually some, some people in Scandinavia somewhere. And it is really technical. And it, it, it's, just look it up. You'll see what I mean. Each word has, has the Strong's number. And each word order and all kinds of things. So, bearing that in mind, Ephesians 2.8. For, and the word by is not, not in the text that I've seen. For grace you are. For grace you stand. Having been saved, for grace you stand through faith. And not, it's not of you. Not of you. It's of God, the gift. Or the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works, lest anybody can boast about it. It's his grace. So Ephesians 2 8 again, and another way says, For grace you are, or you stand, or you endure, saved. It's a perfect passive participle, or having been saved. By grace you are through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God. So, saying it another way, we could say, Having been saved or preserved, for what? But anyhow, having been saved, you are. You stand or exist um, by grace through faith. It's not of you, it's a gift. We can earn grace, we can practice, and we can 
and endure. Now, wrapping up here, Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently. Present active, anyhow. Looking diligently, lest any of you fail of the grace of God. Any of you fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness, pride, <laughs> springing up in you, and thereby many be defiled. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So what's one of the functions, the results, the outcomes of living in the grace, the endowment from God is to every good work. Hebrews 12, 28, another familiar passage, wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, may we have, may we have, may, may not, may we have grace whereby or through which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I'm afraid some of my service may not have been all that acceptable. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow, increase in grace. You mean I didn't get it all when I was born? Grow in grace, increase in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. I want to read to you right quick just one other place. I just John chapter one. You can look there if you want to. Now I must tell you, I read better without my glasses than with them. So John chapter one, verse fourteen, and the Word was made flesh. We know who that is, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace. And, and I was telling Luke 2.40, it says that Jesus, the child, it, uh, um, was endowed with, with spirit and with grace. Jesus had to have grace when he was, when he was in the flesh. If he had to have it. <laughs> Anyhow, so Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, chapter 1, John. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke. He that cometh after me uh, is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16, And, and of his fullness have I, uh, we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. So, Revelation 22:21 says, The grace of our Lord Jesus the Christ be with you all. Amen.